Hey everyone, welcome to The Age Podcast, sponsored by Delight Cafe. Shout out to Black Girl Media, KM Voice, um, all the guys out there. We're joined here today, of course, fuck Joe. <laughs> this is Gerald, and we got in Gavin Lovejoy today. What's up, Gavin? How you doing, man? All good, man. Why don't you uh, tell the tell the people about yourself a little bit, what do you what you do and what you're into? Yeah, so I... Uh just a little bit of background, because we met at Kent State, mm-hmm. yep. and we did entrepreneurship classes, and at that point, I think we were all just trying to figure out you know, where our lives were headed, what we wanted to do. Uh, so immediately after graduating, I went and worked for a mortgage company. I was there for about two years, and what really kind of sparked uh, my interest in what I'm doing now, which is home remodeling, was uh, I just like, I had a scratch, I wanted to itch it. It was something that I always wanted to do, but was, uh, for a lack of a better term, just soft I, I was a pussy about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just one day I walked into the office and just looked at my boss and was like I just I don't want to be here anymore uh, this is something that I'm really passionate about and so quit my job and here I am doing a uh, home remodeling so uh, yeah nice. that's just so Gavin before we get into everything do you have any uh, social medias you want to shout out so people can follow you or maybe see the work you do in home remodeling just yeah. so that way they have a place to kind of lead if sure. they're in the Ohio area I just I lean on Facebook so Go ahead, shout out Facebook it's love oops Lovejoy interior uh, that's where I post all my mm-hmm. work so not very active on it which I should be but that's where you'll find all my work and okay yeah stuff that I post but yeah we're getting there we're we're, uh, yeah. we're staying really busy added two new guys to the crew there you uh, go. just this past week so uh, there's a lot more work coming in and we're just trying to manage. <laughs> well, first, one thing I do want to say is to, to talk about the entrepreneurship program a little yeah. bit. I want to shout out, you know, Craig Zamry, the program sure. as a whole. They do do a very good job. They push us. They try to give us, you know, in a class setting, actual real world yeah. applicable experience. Like they push us to start businesses, to come into class, like working to um, to, to learn how to, how to market, how to, yeah. how to handle a budget, how to fill out a spreadsheet. Sure. Um, stuff like that. So, um, shout out, you know, Mary Heidler as well, a yeah. bunch of other people. Um, There's a, a thing with, with Craig Zamry. I think a lot of us, especially me, yeah. in the entrepreneurship program, I wanted to be like the next Steve Jobs. Yeah. Or yeah. I wanted to be, you know, the next millionaire with a great idea. And I kind of hated it that, that Craig was just like, you don't have to be that guy. You can just pick an industry and just excel at it. Yeah. But like at that time, I didn't want that. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, it stuck with me. I was like, I like working with my hands, so I'm gonna go into the mm-hmm. industry and just be really good at it. And so, it was great advice. It stuck with me for sure. Yeah. So I, I, you know what's funny about that advice, Gavin? If you look into like Steve Jobs' story and like some of like when he talks about when he was younger and getting started, I think yeah. you would find out that you're a lot more like him. Um, kind of with your journey and like going like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I want to do this. And taking that leap of faith because I mean they eventually created an industry with the beginning parts of you know all this technology so it didn't exist and that that's not easy to do mm-hmm. you know part of that's tiring but like one thing I found really interesting about Steve Jobs that he talks about is like he pretty much dropped out of school slept on friends couches walked to class and he was just like I don't really care about this whole degree thing and he only took classes or sat in because colleges used to let me do that more you could just come and sit in on a class mm-hmm. on stuff that he found interesting so he had a lot of college credits but they didn't go to a specific degree yeah. but that's that was his way of learning like if it interests him he went and did it and I think that's what helped him become who he was and to pioneer all the things he was able to do is because he just did it because he liked it yeah. it wasn't about you know that millionaire thing or like this big name yes that eventually came 
But um, that was just him doing things he liked and enjoyed. So like, you never know. Like he could have some big, huge construction company yeah. or remodeling company that's nationwide. You never know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's all started with that leap of faith and pursuing what you love to do. For sure, it was just taking that first step, and so he did the first step, and there's just yeah a lot, lot more to accomplish on the way. So. Oh, most definitely. So, I mean, I, I, I think Gerald would agree. We always love when somebody follows their dreams or takes a path yeah. that makes them happy. I mean, we definitely love talking about that on the H. And uh, I guess what was that pivotal moment? Like, I know like, it's, it's being funny, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's being a pussy. And uh, people could laugh about that or, you know, judge you on that. But, like, we all like to stay in our comfort zones. Um, that's what we know. We'll get content, but that's not how you grow. So what was kind of, like, that pivotal moment? And maybe it was moments for you that you're just like, yeah. Like, I'm going to go do what I want. No, no, for real. Like, this is – so I, I took this job. I was offered 40K a year. I thought coming out of college, like, yeah. it's good money. Uh-huh. It's a sales gig. I was uh-huh. guaranteed that for the first year. And I thought, okay, well, I, I had the potential to make more than that. Yeah. So if I'm really good at it, I can make more than 40K. Uh, so I excelled at it. I got to a point where after that first year, you know, I got some bonuses, just making good money, good commissions. Uh, but – it even started prior to that, there was like four or five people that got hired in with me. And I think a couple of them lasted maybe a few months and then yeah. chopped down to like the three of us. Mm-hmm. And I remember just having a real conversation with them. At lunch, I just asked them, do you see yourself doing this forever? Like, what do you, are you going to be here long term? And they kind of thought the same way I did when I first got hired in. It's, we'll see where it goes. And I didn't want that to be my story. I didn't yeah. want to say... Well, how'd you get into mortgages? Well, it was the first job that I was offered, yeah. and I took it, and you know, here I am. I don't want that to be my story, and so it really got my gears turned to where I was like, I don't want that to be my story. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I just well, we only get to write one book for the rest, yeah, right? For sure. And uh, I think too many people get caught up on success with money and fame, and uh, that doesn't necessarily mean like that has to be your book. And what I really liked about what you just said is. So many people think like discovering what you want to do with your life uh, happens when like high school or shortly after or while yeah. you're in college. And that's why you have multiple jobs leading up to that is A, well you need money when you're a young kid. Uh-huh. It's getting experience and then learning what you like. Obviously out of college you're going to take a job where you're at least your skill set's going to go. It doesn't mean you're going to love it, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're still finding out as an adult and I don't think a lot of people understand that. Even after college, like you're trying to figure out that dream job, your passion, like some of those things, people get at a very lucky age. They're blessed. They figure out what they want to do. Like, you have mm-hmm. kids growing up, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a cop. And they, they love it. They breathe, breathe it. They go to sleep thinking about it. And uh, that's great for them. But yeah. most of us aren't that fortunate. And it takes quite a journey to get to that point where, like, I love this shit. Like, yeah. I want to do this. This is what I like. And uh, I think that's a good message to, to, like, let other people know, like, it's not, you know, a youth thing. Like, I know 40, 50-year-old people that are still figuring that out. Yeah. You know, they've so, had jobs they like, <laughs> but it's not what they love. You know what I mean? And, like, just to add on to that, for me, it was I can always go back and do mortgages. Yep. Like, that was my yeah. safety net. My safety net was I was scared, but, like, if I fail at my new venture, I can always go back to where I started. So it's like, why not? Why not yeah. just take the shot? Yeah. Let me play devil's advocate with yeah. you, Gavin. And uh, <laughs> then I'm going to let Gerald ask some questions because I feel yeah. like I'm doing one after another. So, uh, Sam, or not Sam, is actually. Um, Denzel did a, a speech at his college. Uh, it's a pretty Washington. famous speech. Yep. Yep. Uh, where he talks about the ghost by your bedside. But the part I want to get into is he goes, let's not, he goes, I hate that whole fallback plan. Have a backup plan. He goes, that's bullshit. He goes, if anything, fall forward. You should have a plan of falling forward. He goes, if you eliminate that and don't have a safety net, you're, all your eggs are in that basket. Oh, yeah. He goes, it's all in. Yeah. And he goes, it's all in or nothing. And uh, I think that 
I would like to pose that for you to do that because you're already succeeding at your passion mm -hmm. and building this company. Obviously, you have a lot more room to grow and you already have. You're hiring two new employees, which means you're growing. Yeah. Um, but just get that ball back plan out of your head, man. Like this yeah. is your, th your thing, you built your own yeah. company, you have your passion, I would just stick with it. I mean, clearly you're succeeding. You know, you're growing in a good, reasonable time already. So um, cool. I always try to let people know, like if, if you're already doing good and you like it, don't don't have that fallback plan. Yeah. Because that trickles into everything in life. People have fallback yeah. plans in relationships, from friends to girlfriends to boyfriends. Like, And it's like, why? I think some people have that. For me personally, like it was hard to take that next step because you know parents want to be parents yeah. Yeah. even mm -hmm. at 27 of years old yeah. 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 they want to give you the advice and my mom was dead mm -hmm. set like it's going to be hard yeah. uh, you don't have any financing to get started on it you don't have benefits where you have it now like just all this yeah. stuff where it was putting yeah. like this negative spin on what I wanted mm -hmm. to do and I mean it did help me having that fallback plan to yeah. take that initial step but I right. remember telling my mom it's I'm gonna make it work. I have no choice but to make exactly. it work. Exactly. Like, because I, yeah. I got into it. You know, you don't you don't start something and just half-ass it, expecting that you know, you're yeah. gonna eventually be successful. And you're starting for the right I reasons mean, too. You know, yeah. you're starting because you love doing it. It's not about like I want to make a million dollars by 2021. Mm -hmm. It's like no, I just love doing this, and if I could, you know, have a comfortable living where I was before, but I'm it's my own. You know, these are my employees. I'm building this image. I'm building the company. Like, it's all yours. You know, you worked hard for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's always makes something unique. And for you, I know it's a little different. You work yeah. for a company and you're a fighter. But no one else is putting those hours in the gym. No, no. No one else is waking up early or going to bed late or coming yep. home beat up and bruised for that 19-second knockout. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, which I'm sure is just as exciting as a five-round fight. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, but, and, like, that's what I was talking to Gerald the other day, too, Gavin. It's just, like... No one sees that, man. Like, you know, when fighters have that high when they get a good victory, yeah. no one understands the six months prior training. Yeah. You know, they just see the flashy, oh, mm -hmm. like, he knocked him out, that's badass. And it is. Yeah. You know, it's fans. That's we love sure. seeing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's it. so yeah. much more that goes into it. Like, I said, I'm sure I'm one of hundreds of text Joe's got yeah. before and after. Oh, yeah. And I and I told him, I was like, I was trying to think of something really creative that I would have meaning to send him. Yeah. And uh, what I sent him was simple. And uh, I just wanted to know, you know, uh, his delight people are there with him, too, on this journey. And I told him, I said, just make that man feel you. Make him feel all the sacrifices you made, all the blood you have, the tears. You know, let him feel like when he looks up at you after yeah. that fight, let him remember you. Yeah. And that was the advice I gave him because I couldn't think of anything better to say than, like, let him feel all the sacrifices and everything he went through to get to this point. Like, leave it yeah. out there. Whether he knocked him out, does yeah. he remember? Yeah. <laughs> so he felt <laughs> real good. He still feels so, yeah. Well, so the funny thing is, is... Um, so a lot of people, yeah, you know, for that 19-second knockout, it's uh, it's like, oh, it was awesome, like you barely broke a sweat, stuff like that. So it's funny, even beyond, you know, all the training, you know, I trained all through quarantine. I, I, made, a, I made a point to myself, like, I'm going to get better at this time because I, I know I'm going to need it. Well, we talked about that on the, the Healthy Podcast, I think, which was our mm -hmm. fourth podcast. So it was like right in Corona, um, um, Gerald, this mm -hmm. before even Gerald worked. Oh, did you at that point in time? No, not I yet. wasn't working with you guys. Yeah, so we just sponsored you as a fighter, and uh, Gerald kind of was talking about that. You can keep going, but he was kind of talking about that with Corona and how he wasn't going to let yeah, it take no. away from him. Yeah, so I, I put my belief in what what was such like an unsure time for all of us, and I didn't let it stop me. You know, the gym was closed. Um, I had limited access to teammates, to resources. Like, I was literally hitting sprints in the grocery lot parking lot across the street from our, like, Jim, I, w I filled my uh, book bag with like half of my book collection, like literal, literal books. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's probably like 40 pounds. I'd go on a three mile run with it. Like I'd, I'd do like jumps with it and shit like that. So like 
I knew that that was going to pay off at some point. So, but even that, so all that work, it, even before that, all the stuff I did as a wrestler, even before that, um, being in the hallway as a 10 year old, uh, fucking fighting and wrestling with my brothers, like, like at 9 PM on a Wednesday, like, <laughs> like this is like, this is the culmination of everything I've been doing, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that's the way that I choose to look at it. Some people might be like, Oh, like how could that have been the culmination of what you do now? Like you're just a kid playing around with your brothers because I choose to, I choose to see it that way. And because I choose to see it that way, when I walk into this fight or any fight for that matter, that is a part of it. So like I have that behind me and with me and that, that aids in the confidence of doing it because Most for definitely. me, this didn't start when I started fighting. It didn't start when I started wrestling. It started from everything that I've been doing this whole time. And so. I agree. And the reason for that, that I agree so strong heartedly is everything we go through makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to use that in a positive or negative way. Like, I, And this is something too, yeah. and Gavin, I'm sure you could relate without getting into deep subject matter is like in high school like some people don't get me wrong do have a way worse hand than others yep. they are dealt just a shitty hand and those end up becoming some of the most strong and beautiful people and i don't mean cosmetically that's just internally yep and uh but you start to learn like as you get a little older i think more towards college you start seeing this more like you think you have it bad yeah and then you start hearing their story and you're like damn everyone's life yeah. sucks but like why are they so happy and then you start like well you start learning right mm-hmm. and i think that's what helps us like everything makes us you know those are just different chapters mm-hmm. you know you're on another chapter now you you've mm-hmm. uh, you know you're you have one more amateur fight and you're on the big league so that's yep. that's going to be a closed chapter but in a good way and you're on to a whole yep. another oh, section yeah. maybe a sequel who knows you can call it what you want and uh, i'm sure if you went through those stages in your life from being young to high school to college and now having your own company you know those are all different chapters in the book you're writing so I actually, I wanna backtrack for a moment and I actually wanna uh, refute something you said. Yeah. So you had said that, um, you know, on the playing devil's advocate, being on the opposite side of like having that fallback plan, I agree with you to a point. Right. So, because like like you said, it helps you take that. I was arguing with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you said that helped you take the first initial step. The way that I view something like that is, is maybe for Gavin and other people like him, because I have, for me, it's like, I always have the backup plan. Like, um, I know like I can go home. I can, you know, my dad does excavating and farming. I can shoot for the fucking stars. If I fail to the biggest amount, lose all my money, lose my ass, whatever. I can go home and work with my dad. Like I know I have that. So, but here's the thing. Do I bank on that? No. Were you banking on going back to the mortgage? No. But I think putting in your mind like, oh, I can do that, yeah. it helps you take that step right. and helps you take that risk. And you're not afraid to totally fail because you know, oh, I have another option. Now, where I feel like I, uh, like where, where you were saying that from are the people that um, have that backup plan and aren't putting all of themselves into right. the they into, let it, into they the, let the, it the, the Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, and oh, I, so like, the, f- the two months into it's been two months yeah. of my construction and I have one client how am I going to make money yeah. go back to the mortgage I, no, I thought it was like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it's like, well, I, like, like no way said, though, is, um, I really like what you said and how it, it let you take that first initial jump because mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part and yeah I think it's not it's, supposed it's, to be a long term thing it's right. getting yeah. over the fear and I think that's so important is getting people to take that first step so 
I think in the essence of like knowing you did have a backup plan there was super beneficial. Yeah. But like I guess now is like if I was to restate it in a better way, like yeah. now, like that's to me now is like that backup plan. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Because yeah. go all in now, and at least now if you fail, you're failing forward. Like listen, I yeah. did hundred yeah. percent. It just wasn't in the cards, or like maybe I need to learn more. Maybe not on my craft, but on how to structure the business mm-hmm. side more. Like I can do my craft, and I'm damn good at it. I'm confident. And, there, and there's other ways for me to fail. And just have to pivot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I could be on a ladder and fall off and, and break a leg. Yeah, break a leg and, well, and be not, out let's of work. Let's not hope for that. But I guess my point, my, my point being is like, if and that's if you the do, case, we got a lot of delight for if you. that's the case, then I have to be more business minded and start hiring more people. Right. Like I'm not doing the physical labor. Yeah. So it's just doing something a little bit different right. with what I'm. And doing. that's why I'm a big but, fan of the army. You know, adapt and overcome. Out of. Mm-hmm. You know, so if to say something horrible like that, you know, knock on wood happens, yeah. um, I already love where your mind's at. Like, okay, well, my company's not done. I got to focus more on the internals, the books, the hiring, yeah, yeah. making sure that things are efficiently done in, you know, yeah. a client's time yeah. frame, you know, making sure things are clean and done properly, you know, all that. There's still a lot you can focus on. So I like how your mind instantly didn't go, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I'd have to go to this. No, you were like, all right, let's transition to the business boss yeah. instead of being a laborer and a boss, you know. I it's, loved it. It's funny, like. So I just got married in June. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, been dating for five years. And like part of part of the idea is like, all right, well, if I own my own business, I'm my own boss. I make yep. my own schedule. That's that's complete bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Like, <laughs> like I thought, okay, well, if I want to take a vacation, I'll just take that week off. You're the last one to take it. It doesn't happen that way. But you probably don't really want to either. I, and that's the like thing. You. Like I, I actually, I do struggle with this. And I know you guys talk about mental health a lot, but... I'm, if I'm away on vacation, I'm constantly thinking yeah. about what my schedule is like. You know, is the customer taken care of? Uh, and it's just a business mindset, being it the is. owner of it. You know, being around uh, Brandon for a long period of time, who's our owner. I, have you met Brandon or talked to him? Man? I don't believe so. Um, like, it's funny because, you know, he's pretty good with us and making sure we have time to do what we love to do mm-hmm. and focus on. And mm-hmm. like, I know for Gerald, he does the best he can to be extremely in with fighting, which was yeah. obviously an agreement before bring mm-hmm. Gerald back. We yeah. knew his dreams and ambitions. And, you know, it mean, he makes sure that, you know, I get to work out four or five days a week because he knows for mental health, for me, how important that is. So Brandon always like, hey, well, why don't you go work out? And then you can meet me here and we'll start the day at noon. Sometimes it's it's like that. Yeah. And um, but I've noticed, man, like he, there's no clock in, clock out so, schedule for yeah, him. Yeah. There is, um, you know, if all of us went on vacation, he'd be the last one to take it. And uh, that's part of the sacrifice with him having just as his child and his baby and something he started. And unfortunately, I, I think at the earlier stages, the owner sacrifices that more than anyone else. Yeah. And eventually, and the goal is to get to that point where like, hey, I got a good manager, I got a good staff, I can take a week. My phone can't get turned off, unfortunately, but at least I get a week in the beach yeah. or a week with family, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think you'll get to that point, Gavin, but right now you're in the trenches for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and I fully embrace it because, you know, it is my baby. Until yeah, you yeah. your own business. And, you know, it actually makes I don't know if your wife good. would buy that, but... No, <laughs> she hates it. But, <laughs> but uh, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I like to be able... Because, again, it's my business, and I like to be able to give my guys time off. Yeah. Uh, the one guy actually, he ran a race. He was sore and he couldn't work for a week. It, it threw my schedule way off because I had him assigned to do a job while I was doing another one. And I was like, well, I, nothing to do. I mean, I just got to bite the bullet and go to work. So yeah. Yeah. I did a job during the day and in the evenings. It was a vacant house and there was one night I was there till 4 a.m. Yeah. But like, that makes me feel good because I know like no one else is probably doing that, working till 4 o'clock in yeah, the morning no. right now. And like that. 
you know, it inspires me to just keep pushing. Well, you know forward. what that creates too, and I'm a big fan of this, whether you're a big company. Um, obviously, I think the smaller companies and middle ground companies, this is a lot more, it has a bigger advantage, mm-hmm. is your initial employees are the pillars to your company. Yep. Okay, that's what's going to hold you up. That's mm-hmm. what's going to build the foundation. Literally, for you guys, you're building. So, um, mm-hmm. But that's going to build the foundation to the next step. If you have good people around you in the beginning that you can trust and rely on by doing little things like that for them, you, you, you have loyalty. You have people that want to go the extra mile for you mm-hmm. that are like, hey, man, I need a favor. I know it's a Sunday, but can you help me for two hours in the shop? Yeah. I'll throw you a bonus. Plus, I'll pay you. Yep. You know, stuff like that. Those are people that are like, okay, yeah, I got you. Night and day. Like, I'll be there in an hour, you know, mm-hmm. the fastest I can get there, but I will be there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're building that family uh, pretty much. I mean, and as, as you grow, you become, let's say you become a huge company, you're going to have employees you barely get to know. Yeah. Um, but those values, you pass down to your managers, and they pass those down. So, like, it's weird, but your leadership style now is going to ripple all the way down in the long run. To where you know you're still a part of it, even if like you only know their name and don't know about their life, that leadership style your managers have comes from you. Mm-hmm. You know the basic like vision of the company, so those employees are getting the benefits as if you're their direct boss. Yeah. and I think that's like really cool when companies do that. Yeah, for sure. certainly. So I want to ask, what's your favorite part? What's your favorite part of that's all a good the work? Like what I'm do, doing? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I, I love working with my hands. So yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, there's there's shitty days. There's days where it's like, you know. You get in that mindset, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> but then I just like I, I go back to this. I just I enjoy this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not in an office. Yeah. I'm working with my hands. I get to see something from start to yeah. finish. It's beautiful. Uh, my favorite though, as far as what I would like to do more, is bathroom remodels. I just love it. Yeah. Just the tile work. There's a lot that goes involved. Yeah. You got drywall, stud framing. You know, setting vanities, tile work around the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more different things involved, and believe it or not, there's I mean, there, there's a system to it. You can't do one thing before the other, so yep. it's like well, I'm gonna take your word for it because if I read yeah. the bathroom, I would, <laughs> yeah, I might as yeah. well just run the porta potty because yeah. it's not yeah. gonna turn out well. I'm calling him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, not even gonna try. I'll take your word 100. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now, we do about 80 percent of what we do is flooring and painting. Okay, uh, I still have passions for those. Those those are my bread. That's my bread and butter. Uh, but slowly, as as we grow, we're doing more and more bathrooms and. Eventually, I'd like to just do make that my thing. Yep. It's bathrooms, kitchens, and eventually, if you can do those things, house well, flipping. And I, so I, I do see a future. To me, even as somebody that doesn't work on, but I've watched other people work on, I have friends that do similar things like you do. Maybe just for friends and family, they don't have their own company. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the most complicated ones, and honestly, yep. those are so important for uh, upkeep and resale value too. Yeah. Like. Even a smaller bathroom, like the size of just this desk, since our viewers can yeah. actually see the desk, you know, maybe a small little like shower, toilet, sink, mirror. Mm-hmm. Even though that sounds tiny, there's so much work that goes yeah. into yeah. that. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to cut tile around things. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure the plumbing works. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, make sure things actually hang on the walls, you know, wet towels being on them. And then that water doesn't leak. Like there's so yeah. much that goes into it, man. Like just yeah. cleaning a bathroom, I'm like, <laughs> like when I'm done. So I, I couldn't even imagine putting all the time and effort yeah. you do to make it look beautiful. You know? uh, in my my first bathroom model, so it was I, I walked into the estimate confident, never had even touched a bathroom before, but was just telling, Yeah, we can do that, that's no problem. <laughs> like just yeah. any any request she has, yep. I got it. I'll take care of you. And I sent out the bid a week later, she says, All right, we're ready to move forward. And Holy shit, this is real. <laughs> now I gotta deliver. And I remember the, the like two days before starting it, I called my dad. He lives in Charleston. He's done a few of them. Uh, I said, Dad, I I need you to come up here. Like you need to help me out. I'm doing 
I'm in Lowe's parking lot buying stuff for this job tomorrow, and I'm like, you're gonna see a white chalk line around my body in the parking lot because I'm just like super nervous. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, he ended up coming up with a buddy of his, and they helped me knock out the bathroom and just gave me that confidence. Like I got that first one out. Yep. Right? But I mean, yeah, it was just I'm not sure really why I brought up that story. Uh, no, it's important yeah, because it you took the leap. You know, you started, mm-hmm. and uh, like, I think it's really important. I'm sure once you got your first fight over, yeah. you probably yeah. felt really relieved. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Whenever I think we do something new to where we are in that uncomfortable zone mm-hmm. um, a little bit, and we're trying to break through to grow as a human being, not even just as an employer or owner, mm-hmm. um, it's super important sometimes just have those mentors or have people there mm-hmm. just to help guide you through that first one. Because then you realize it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had to See. learn, I had to put in the work, but I can do it, yeah. you know? So I think that's so important mentally for all of us in yeah. life. Well, and I think the story just aids to, like, I think a lot of people, especially, you know, being scared to start something new, mm-hmm. um, are afraid to ask for help because they think, like, oh, no one's going to want to help me. Like, I'm being, like, I'm, I'm imposing, like, I'm taking their time. I don't know. Um, I'm sure, like, it was equally as cool for your dad to be a part of, like, yeah. helping you to do that. And whether, like, say maybe it's not your dad, but, like, a friend or, like, yeah. just someone. Um, I found, man, people want to help other people. It's kind of in our nature. We're social creatures. And, um, you know, you have you do have those people that are only for themselves and looking out for themselves, yeah. but you wouldn't want to be involved with them anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's so cool for me, like, you know, as someone, you know, uh, just to to relate to fighting, mm-hmm. when someone comes up to me and asks me a question and is working on something and I help them with it, and then I look over two weeks later and I see them using it, and yeah. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. It's like, because like I got to help them with that. And um, I just want, I'm saying that because um, I ask for help all the time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you had to ask for help. I'm sure Joe has like- Oh yeah, um, I pick Brandon's ear all the time. And that's yeah. somebody that's, he's ran his own businesses before. He has two master's degrees, has a lot of experience, and I'm very big on always constant learning. Whether it could be something like a hobby, like I'm learning something about video games, it could be something as dumb and silly as that, but to me, it's the learning. Because I forget the exact quote, but uh, the greatest minds that have ever lived said they know nothing. I do not like people that assume they know everything. Oh, yeah, because well, yeah. some of the people that we recognize in the world as the smartest who ever lived can say that and always learn, but who am I to argue that? I, I kind of want to piggyback off that and ask you guys a question. I'm a deep thinker. Absolutely. Let's hear it. It's it like, so personally, I'm motivational speakers. Like, I, I, listen to I, a lot I, of I give and take because yeah. at the end of the day, like, I don't necessarily like someone giving me advice and say, this is the blueprint to success. This is how I do it. And that's good for them. Like, it, it might work for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, Craig Zamley's class in entrepreneurship, sometimes you just have to go out and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you can use those motivational speakers as a way to get over a hump. Yep. But I, I just, I don't know. Like, how do you guys keep yourself motivated? Is it, your, is it your network, your friend group, or is it a motivational book? Honestly, to answer that, I don't believe in motivation. I like uh, David Goggins a lot on that. Uh, he's yep. a motivational speaker. Um, I guess they classify him as that. But uh, motivation is so temporary. I think we've all watched yeah. a movie yeah. or read a book or heard something that we were like, got fired up for that yeah. in a minute. But life's full of ups and downs, and so is your motivation. So for me, having a purpose and a vision is a lot stronger than motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, I love listening to all those videos because I'm also not a believer in 
any blueprint for success. Yeah. Um, if there was such one, there would be no poor people. Yeah. Like if it was this cut and dry, same thing with parents. Like if there was a, this is how you raise your kid to be successful yeah. and a great kid. Yeah. Everyone would raise their kid yeah. the same way, but those things don't exist. Yeah. Um, so whenever I listen to those motivational videos, I like to a lot when I do my cardio warm ups or sometimes in the morning and so with some music in the shower, I'll throw on one of those. Or if I have a longer drive, audio book or something like that. So I take a lot from them, but I think it's important. I learned this in business ethics, mm. the whole lens theory, how we all look through different colored lenses and how perception is important. Mm. Just kind of like approach in business. Like if you come at an employee and be like, hey, go get me something to fucking drink. <laughs> They're like, oh, fuck you. Like, yeah. you know, they can have an attitude. And if you're like, you know, hey, Joe, would you mind grabbing me a water while you're inside too? I'll pay you. He's going to be a lot more receptive yeah. to be like, yeah, I don't mind, dude. I'll get you water. Versus like, well, why the fuck would I yeah. get you water? Yeah. You know, he might do it if I'm his boss, but he's yeah. gonna, yeah. you know, it's I'm still creating an unease between them. Yeah. You know, when that didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. So for me, I love listening to motivational videos to change my perception because I have my own perception. But hearing somebody outside the box that doesn't know my life story, they don't. They're not even talking just to me. They're just talking, mm -hmm. and being able to learn and get guidance from them—that's the value I seek the most. It's not actual motivation. Yeah. It's it's to learn from very educated, smart people that have mm -hmm. way different perceptions grew up in different environments, had maybe way worse things happen to them in their life. Like um, Eric Thomas, uh, E.T., right? He was born mentally retarded, or half, I'm not 100% sure, don't quote me, don't get mad. Yeah. Um, huge fan of his, and uh, took him 12 years to get a degree. He goes, there's no time limits on this shit, you know, just do it. And I'm very, and I always tell people, especially in the fitness industry, is find somebody, we all watch someone on YouTube or the internet, and I'm like, find someone you relate to. Yep. Like, I love C.T. Fletcher because of the fact um, I'm not really big into all the science of lifting and why your biceps. I don't give a shit. I like him because he's like, just go to the gym and fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously be safe. You know, don't deadlift wrong. Don't squat wrong. You know, don't hurt yourself. Stay within your limits as you're growing, getting stronger, or maybe better cardio. I'm sure you have a lot of the same with fighting. Like, you want to learn new techniques and stuff, but at the same time, you're not going to do like a front flip kick yeah, if you've yeah, never done one in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like how you were working with your overhand right and a lot of those things. People were drilling you those techniques for months yeah, before yeah, you yeah. did it in a mm -hmm. fight. Yeah. And to me, it, it's it's the same thing in lifting. Like, just go fucking do it. Go yeah. do what you like to do. So I relate. So I always preach find someone you relate to um, that, you know, relates with your life or your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. For me, it's uh, <clears throat> having a why and uh, discipline. So I, I'm, I'm with him in terms of like, Motivation's so flaky, man. Yeah. It's um, I actually used to like growing up. I used to like search for it and used to um, and search to uh, like search like YouTube videos, yeah, like yeah. hype up things, stuff yeah. like that. Um, I used to listen a lot to like the Laser Focus. I can't remember who does it, but like if you look up like on YouTube, like Laser Focus motivation, there's like a bunch of like yeah. stuff on it. But um, so what I realized, yeah, it's really flaky. It comes to go because it's very like mood dependent. It's very right. unlike it kind of goes off like if you've been doing good lately like yeah. well what happens if you have a bad day like yeah. like all oh, my motivation is gone so mm -hmm. and I, I personally I found I typically like when I have rough days or when I make the biggest leaps in progression mm -hmm. but so for me um, starts with the why so this all came about by a deep like um, trying to find a deep understanding within myself self-awareness I think that is one of the biggest things you can do for yourself as a person mm -hmm. because a lot of times we're looking outwardly um, to find answers for things when a lot of times it's internal. Mm -hmm. It's up here. So, um, and we, we try to intake all this information, try to learn all this stuff and that's all good and it helps us and it, and it progresses us. But sometimes you just got to sit back in a quiet room, write things down, think about things because, uh, you know, 
although there are answers out here, there are answers in here too. Mm-hmm. So, um, like when I found out why I'm doing everything, not just fighting, but anything that I do on a day to day basis, that makes all that I have to do, the daily tasks, easy. Mm-hmm. And then it's just um, having the discipline to do those daily things whether I want to do them or not. There are plenty of days where um, I walk into the gym and I'm just like, fuck, not today. (laughs) Like, and that's the thing, I love fighting. I absolutely love it. Um, But I'm a person, you know, like um, maybe I'm just exhausted, Um, maybe I ate something weird that day. But um, it's funny, yeah, Yeah, I'm sore. Those days, like, I always tell people, my best days of sparring have almost like 80 to 90% of the time been the days I walk in there and I've had a long day at work or something and I'm mentally exhausted and I kind of don't want to be there because the way that I look at it is like, I'm just like, this is an opportunity for me to show my internal discipline and strength and overcome that and have a good day even though I'm not supposed to. Yeah. And then because I view it that way, I think that's why, like, I'll always get done with those days and I'll be talking to, like, a teammate or, like, my girlfriend and be like, be like, man, like, I walked in the gym and, like, I felt like shit and I left there feeling like a million bucks because mm-hmm. I overcame that. If I if I walked in the gym feeling great and then had a great day, it'd be like, oh, cool, that I should expect that. Mm-hmm. But if I walk in there feeling shit and overcome it, so it's the why and it's the discipline. So um, I think self-awareness is... And Gavin, to piggyback on... Uh the why part that Daryl's focusing on. I'll give you something uh, interesting to research in your free time. It'll be, uh, you might already know it. If not, it'll definitely be some educational for you that you can carry on to work and home life. Is so Steve Jobs and Apple, right? Yep. Um, you like them. I think a lot of people look up to them. They do a lot of good. Some people don't. That's okay. We all like what we like. Mm-hmm. Um, look up the why, what, how theory in business and mm-hmm. it's where you start with the why and they do a circle it's it's not is it the ted talk i think they it, did. There's, there's, they did there's a bunch of stuff like on it but why, apple why, is why. one of the companies that does it and there's a reason why it works and so successful because like gerald said well why are we doing this it's not about money he knows his why mm-hmm. i think finding out um, and i i think you probably already have it and mm-hmm. that's like where he's getting on being self-aware and internally come in and focus is you already have your why for what you did with your company in that so now build the what and how Start building those other two circles, but it all starts with the why. And the why is what you love to do it. So it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think too many people get caught up in like big things in life have to be complicated. No, they don't. Gerald loves fighting. Yeah. He wants I don't to be think in. life has to be complicated. No, he, he loves fighting, fighting and wants to be in the UFC. So the complicated stuff is everything that leads up to that. Yeah. Like the training, the new techniques, yeah. the blood, the sweat, the tears, the fatigue, the sore. Yeah. Those are the hard parts. Yeah. The why he's doing it? Very clear cut. Yeah. Now, did, did he find that why overnight? I'm sure he didn't. No, no. Yeah. No, it took some time. And, and here's the thing, though. It took some time, but not a lot either. Yeah. Like, and, 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 it, and it continually changes. Once you figure out what it is, like, and it's funny, uh, uh, man, I can't remember where I heard it who, or who said it. So props to whoever, whoever I heard this from. But um, a few years ago, it's like three or four years ago, I heard go back to like the kid of it. Because yeah. when we're kids, we're not poisoned by all this information on life yet because we we don't know. Mm-hmm. So um, we do things based off of what we want to do and like our instincts. Mm-hmm. So like I sat down and I started thinking about what were the things I always naturally just loved doing as a kid. So I boiled it down. I love being around people. I love talking. I love being with friends. I realized like I, I had a title to it to, to lump these things together because 
it makes sense. Anyone that knows me will agree. I realized that any time I played the role of the entertainer and I was making people happy, I, or when I was the happiest, and that's what I love doing. Mm-hmm. So that makes total sense because the, the things that make me the happiest, like sports, I love, I'm, I've been the, I'm the funny friend. Yeah. I fucking, I do stand up. I don't know if I've ever no, mentioned I, it I yet. heard a clip of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do stand up. Like, so like whenever I'm making the people around me happy, and um, and then that goes into like I love coaching too. So like, and I'm helping people, and um, I'm I'm entertaining. So like that makes sense. Sports like yep. like I'm giving people. People are watching. They're paying attention. Mm-hmm. So I live my life to do all of those things. If Joe calls me and needs something, that's an opportunity for me to help him. I'm gonna say yes. Like mm-hmm. I want to do it. Um, if he's like, hey, like like my buddy's having his 25th birthday. Can you help me plan it? I'm gonna say fuck yeah because like <laughs> that helps me entertain and it makes yeah. people happy too. So it's like that's what I. That's why I do everything I do every day. Well, it's kind of like I tell people, it's really easy not to be judgmental, racist, or hateful when you remember we're all people internally, and we kind of all want the same things. Now, hobbies and interests change, right? Like, we all have our tastes Mm -hmm. and dislikes and likes, but we all want to um, have a why in life or a purpose, what, how you want. We all want to, you know, have shelter. We all want to be loved and to love others. So when you look at someone like that before you judge them, it's real simple to be on the same page with someone that's Mm. gay, pansexual, you know, in transition, you know, black, white, Asian, brown. It makes it, you know, Muslim, Catholic, Christian, Protestant. It doesn't really matter because as human beings at our core, we kind of all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we just want to be treated fairly. We want to, you know, be loved. We want to have a decent living. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, who we are takes over from there. But if you can just remember that, I think it goes a long way in life. Mm -hmm. And that's just me personally. And it's it's crazy because like well and that's funny man because if you if you look at all the hate in the world and we just boil it down to to those things like it makes it so much more simple yeah. and it's like um, here's where I think it gets it, it gets mudded unfortunately like like you said everyone's deck of deck of cards are dealt dealt a dealt a hand differently some much better some much worse um, it's harder uh, harder for some and easier for others. To learn that, like, some people have never had that thought of what you just said. Right. Like, uh, like, and that's, that's not, to get well, stuff like this out there. Yeah, and that, it, well, and that's not necessarily their fault. So, like, right. I, assholes don't get free passes, but at the same time, like, that dude that's an asshole at the, that you run into, yeah, we kind of talked about this with Sean a little He bit. might just not know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, so it's like, I'm not giving free breaks to people, but at the same time, you got to consider, like, Maybe that person just has never known or thought about or like like hey like like things don't have to be this way we can just you know we can all be you know they just didn't have maybe great parents or like a good environment so it's just you know it's, it's like this creating the platform to be able to like maybe someone watches this and is like oh like I can I can do this a little differently so yeah. so yeah. Gavin um, I noticed outside um, and Gerald told me a little bit so you actually. Mess with the CBD stuff. Are, are yes, you new to that? that? Let's kind of like let's let's get into uh, the lighter subject matter, I guess, a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. So just uh, because with your work, physical labor, Jared's a fighter, and I'm a workout guy, so I think we all have some common ground with the light there. Certainly. So how new are you to uh, CBD? So I I'm brand new to it. Yeah. Love I, it. I've, I've just, I'm in the beginning stages of it. Did the light pop your cherry, or is there something else? It, it popped my cherry, uh, and I even I, 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 text, I even texted Gerald. <laughs> yeah. uh, I asked him, you know, what are you doing? Because I forget where you were prior to that. Yeah. He said, I'm with CBD Delight. I go, That's really cool because you know, I I do have muscle pains. Oh, of course. Anxiety is a real thing for uh, me. I'm sure you're changing positions all day. I mean, you're from hands and knees to standing, yes. and you're like you said, painting. I <laughs> you're in a lot of crazy positions. <laughs> 
Uh, but anyhow, so I was just telling them that you know, I've learned from a lot of people who are more educated than me. It's like, don't buy the gas station stuff. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. And I refuse to do it. I mean, we're in some gas stations, so maybe not. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just, just kidding. I know, you know there, there's a lot it. of stuff out there. There is. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is. But we know what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just was like, that's really cool. I'd love to try it. Uh, went on the website and bought two packs of it because I was like, I don't want to just try a 30-day trial. Like, I'm going to do this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as as advertised, like you guys say, it has no taste. So just like putting that out there, it you do not taste it. And it's great. Yeah. Like, I loved it. Um, but as far as, like, I've been sleeping better. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I, I toss and turn at night, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's mental. Uh, right. And then just feeling like refreshed in the morning. It's like, and I think that goes hand in hand with being having pain. Like, you oh, have yeah. a good night's sleep, you wake up, you're refreshed, yeah. you're not sore. And the, uh, Jim, the main reason I want to ask is just so all our viewers don't know, um, we definitely don't try to make the show about uh, you know CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to bring attention to it a little bit just to educate. But the reason is I knew Gavin just is newer to this. So I yeah. wanted honest feedback. This yeah. isn't scripted. Um, you know, I'm not telling him to say anything. Uh, obviously, he said, like, F delight, we're going to cut that out of the, <laughs> cut that out of the podcast. Well, we're live, so. Yeah. Well, you guys will hear it. won't yeah. be in the line of life. But, well, uh, I, he'll kick my ass. So. <laughs> he only does paid fights on you give me under the table. That's fine. Love technology, and uh, but I kind of just want your honest feedback, yeah. and and I I want you to give it, and the celebrity here knows like this yeah. isn't biased. Like, don't worry about hurting our feelings. Like, mm. since you're new to CBD, like let's just hear the straight honest feedback. Like you said, the taste thing's real and legit, yeah, yeah, so we yeah. appreciate that. But um, like, how would you say it's impacted your life? Because you've been doing it for how many weeks? Two weeks now. So I've done it for two weeks, and so you're starting to truly get the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point. So at this point, there's been a, a day or two that I've forgotten it because yeah. I, I wake ah, up, I'm rushing out the door. Um, I've doubled up on it, you know, on the days that I've missed it. So you're up to but, thirty milligrams then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. 30 milligrams each time. I actually just had it with my coffee this morning. Yeah, and I seen that outside uh, right before, man. But I mean, just. I, I, like again, I don't know much about CBD. I've read that it helps with insomnia, uh, muscle pain, some that say with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I, the anxiety is a real thing for me. Yeah. Like I, we were talking about being on our phones earlier, yeah. like taking notes. Yep. You know, I, I'm always taking notes scheduled, to-do list for today. Like call so-and-so, return their call, get this estimate out, make sure that my guys are on the job and just checking up on them. So I'm constantly just like stressed out, always scrolling through my phone. And I don't know if it was a placebo effect, but I can say wholeheartedly, like when I'm taking that stuff, like I just feel chill. I don't feel like any body effects, anything mentally, like I'm, I'm getting high. You know, right. It just, it, it was more of like a, I can just take a couple of deep breaths. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's why out. your feedback's so important because this is somebody that didn't know a lot about CBD. Yeah. It's never yeah. taken CBD. And you're now at that two week mark, which um, for people that don't know, that's like when your body starts to develop habits and where you really start mm-hmm. to see the impact of habits that you've been doing, whether it's eating healthy, eating bad. Well, supplements or anything. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people take something one time and they're like, oh, I don't feel anything, yeah, it doesn't exactly. work. It's like, well, it's like, yeah, I just uh, like I just started taking some stuff, um, um, some new like supplement stuff. And it's like, I know I'm not gonna see a benefit two to four weeks. That's why I was just going to comment how I loved how you said, you know what, I don't want to just do a 30-day trial. I'm buying two boxes yeah, right offline, and I'm going to you know, at least put my best foot forward. I actually have some buddies that do that. Like One went vegan for three months, and then he does vegan five days a week now. Yeah. But I, what I love about his mentality in life, he's like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go 100% yeah, yeah. on it, and I'm going to at least give it a couple months 
give it its time and fairness. Yep. And if it's for me, great. If it's not, it's not. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of successful people, and I don't mean by income, but that are happy with their lives, they're fulfilled mm-hmm. in what they're doing, they do things like that, mm-hmm. where they go all in and try it. So just kind of like do the CBD. Like, I'm going to get two boxes, and I'm going to give it a, its true, I'm going to really yeah. test it yeah. out. And so you're at that two-week mark. So how are you feeling two weeks in? I'm, I'm, I feel good. Like, you like it? Yeah, Biggest even like sleep, it. like sleep. Sleep for me, kind of it's, like been, it's been huge. And it's funny because some of it I take in the morning, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it, if it has that effect like towards the end of the night, but dude, I head hits the pillow and I'm knocked out. Yeah. Um, now let me ask you this, Gavin, because um, I actually got in the CBD because insomnia and um, night terrors and sleep yeah. issues. Uh, mainly that over, you know, that overthinking switch, which is funny. What helped me yeah. in my head before CBD, and this is just me battling it on my own, you know, like mm-hmm. Gerald said, self-aware internal, is I would literally in my mind picture a switch. Like just a basic yeah, switch. Yeah, like, like, shit you not. I would picture that, but one, and I would just be like, you gotta turn that off. Like literally turn that shit off. And you, because I'm up till four or five in the morning, can't oh, sleep. Yeah. And I'm not even thinking of maybe like big things. And then another thing that helped me too is just over worrying. I was, you know, reading the books and stuff on that is like picture an hourglass, right? Only one piece of sand can fit through at a time. And if you do that throughout the day where you just focus on, on that one thing, doesn't mean I have 10 other things to do, I normally do. But if I just focus on that one thing, I'm not worried about the other nine right now. No. I'm worried about doing this one to the fullest. And then when that other piece of sand can go through, I'll focus on it. Mm-hmm. And that even trickled to help me at night. And then with the CBD pairing, it, it's it's been um, a godsend in the in the sense that um, I don't wake up feeling groggy. Mm-hmm. I wake up feeling normal. You know, if um, I slept good, I wake up feeling good. I'm, like I'm glad you mentioned that feeling groggy because I was skeptical at first. Yeah. Because I t- I took melatonin. Yeah. And I swear to God, like. Glory to God, like hand of God, when I take the melatonin, I wake up and I feel like I just had 20 beers the night before. Dude, I, <laughs> melatonin does the same shit. So you want to know like, why, and uh, this is quoting Dr. Oz, and I'd have to go back a couple years to, you know, we'll maybe have to get the episode or something, mm-hmm. is you're not actually supposed to have more than one milligram of melatonin at night. And if you go to Walgreens, CVS, the lowest dose you can only buy is three. Yeah, yeah. And then the fives, you get tens and twenties. And uh, the reason I said I eventually got CBD is that I've tried every natural thing almost under the sun mm-hmm. besides prescriptions because I refused. I told flat the doctor out, flat out I will not do it. Yeah. Before I've tried CBD, I tried all those and every single one like Unisom, like uh, melatonin. So what you don't see on those is in the little fine print that's finer than the one under the light box, <laughs> which is normal print. It says do not take every day. I yeah. was noticing every day I'm waking up two, three hours would take me to be awake. Yeah. Like I'm up and moving. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like shit. Yeah, and I haven't exactly, drank yeah. in seven years and I had that hangover feeling. Yeah. And then I noticed I'm getting more depressed. My anxiety's yeah. higher. I'm being shittier to people that I truly love and care about in my life. Mm-hmm. And they're because they love me, they're trying to deal with it and tell me in a friendly way without me being pissed because I'm irritable. Yeah. It's like I was sick. <laughs> yeah. I like to be left alone when I'm sick. We're all yeah. different. But I was like I was sick. Like, yeah, leave me the fuck alone. Like I I just was in my feelings, like when I nothing bad happened. I was yeah. up for two hours. What, yeah. what happened? I took a shower and I felt like crap. That's all that happened. Nothing bad. <laughs> but I acted like lost my job, lost family. Yeah. My yeah. dog died. Like I'm acting like the whole world acted. Like it's just and then I found CBD. And before that, I found two sleep aids, workout ones. Um, one was CT Fletcher's and another one. Um, unfortunately, he stopped selling his. He focused more on apparel and it uh, had GABA in it and melatonin. But yep. I didn't like the melatonin in it. I'd wake up and feel okay, but I'd still be a little groggy. CBD was my day difference. Right? Yeah, I, I haven't once woke up feeling groggy. And yeah. that was one of the things when I said I was skeptical about yeah. was waking up feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. And and that's common, too, because people will ask me, like, hey, I don't want to take it during the day yeah. because I don't want to go to And I'm like, right. it doesn't put you to sleep. No. 
One thing, actually, it's funny. So the only other thing I've actually found that does help me with sleep because it ends up, it helps you naturally. If you mix GABA and 5-HTP, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm glad giving medical advice. 5-HTP. Yeah. See, I've never heard of that. So GABA and 5-HTP in unison help naturally synthesize the secretion of melatonin by your brain so like so it helps your it helps your brain produce it naturally versus naturally like putting it versus supplementing right. so like for for me um like if i have like before actually i still do it sometimes but before i started using the light because well i'm a, i'm a um like i'm a ball of energy all the time and sometimes i i lay down at 10 at 10 p.m and i'm just like nope like it's just i'm I'm, I'm not trying going to, to extract sleep. that through IV and what's in your brain. Yeah, yeah. Sleep, like, they don't know. But, I <laughs> but, but, um, but so when I take them, it actually produces a similar thing for me mm-hmm. as CBD does because um, I take it and then I'm just like naturally like a little more just like. Right. So th- those two in unison have been good to help me with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to those supplements. Yeah, but, no, um, I take 5-HTP. Mm-hmm. I actually just purchased it right around the same time. Mm-hmm. I purchased that. I got fish oils as well. Yeah. L-arginine. Yeah. Um, so I take a few of those. And I'll, I'll say this, though. Like, taking vitamins, uh, something about swallowing the pill, making yeah. sure you have it on you, uh, this is good stuff because, like, again, you don't taste it, so you can put it in your yeah. coffee. You can put it in your water. You leave it in your car. It's there whenever you get a drink. Just pour it in there. Right, so exactly. I do find it more convenient than taking just mm-hmm. a vitamin. Uh, although I still do take the vitamins. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, those things are still important. A little bit of discipline, like you yeah. talked about, to do it. Well, for me, too, it's like um, there are other effects that those things, like, you know, like 5-HTP is just good to regulate mood as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny. So um, <clears throat> there are neurotransmitters in our brain, and each person has neurotransmitters in which they're dominant and deficient in, mm-hmm. and you, you kind of see that in their personality. So GABA is actually um, – as well as being a supplement, it act, that is actually the name of a neurotransmitter in your brain. Hmm. It's one that is typically the more even keel, relaxed type of person. Yeah. Which I am not. So <laughs> I'm, So it's pretty. It makes sense that I'm deficient in GABA. Yeah. So like, if I have a day where I'm just wound up, like sometimes in the morning I'll just take it, and it kind of helps even me out a little bit because then that's like. You know, for anyone that has kids out there, you know, maybe your kid that's running around like crazy, like, like get them, get them a low dose, you know, not making recommendations. I'm just it's, giving information. It's something more natural doctor. to try. Yeah. But like, to a doctor yeah. and here's an Adderall. Yeah. Right. I'm with Don't that. give your kid fucking pharmaceuticals. Yeah. I'm not into. Some GABA's more of like a, yeah, just kind of like. See, that always blows my mind with parents and people in general. Not yeah. just parents, because uh, obviously kids, you know, bodies are more delicate going through puberty. There's a lot more going on. Yeah. And, like, we would have to have a doctor on to talk about all that stuff yeah. uh, without getting in trouble. But, like, I don't understand why people don't try natural remedies before, like, oh, just pop a pill. That pill comes with side effects, and it doesn't, yeah. it's not guaranteed to work either. Yeah. Um, like, when I tell you I tried everything, well, I guess I didn't try everything, so I didn't try this one Jared, Jared just mentioned. What was yeah. it? GABA? GABA. No, not GABA, the other one. 5-HTP. 5-HTP, oh, yes. but I tried California Poppy, that's for anxiety, you can get that vitamin shot, GNC. I tried Unison, I tried Sequil, I tried NyQuil, I tried um, pretty much all those, Spoonful, Honey, mm-hmm. and none of them did shit. They just didn't. And, and another thing people need to understand, too, with CBD and all those other ones, if you're trying natural... You're not going to fall asleep in five minutes. Not how it works. No. Like, if you're tired and ready to go to bed, I would say anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour, this calming effect is going to come. 
and then that's like if you're as long as your like intention is to go to sleep, it's gonna yeah. help ease you into that and go to bed. If you're wound up and adrenaline through the roof and pumped up at you know two in the morning, that's not gonna knock you out. It yeah. might help you relax and calm down, but it's not gonna just be like Gerald punches you in the face and you're sleeping. You know, <laughs> it's not gonna have that effect that like some people desire out of supplements. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's the American way we want our results like this. And that's, that's not true. how it works for supplements. You know, they're just meant to aid you and to guide yeah. you. Yeah, and it, it just circles right back to just I bought two boxes. No, I love it, man. I'm, I'm glad that you once. love the product, and I'm I'm even more happy that it's allowing you to be um, a better worker, owner, yeah. and person to where it's letting you, like you said, you know, feel valued. And that ripples into anything. Like there was nights where I just stopped taking the other stuff before yeah. I had CBD because I'm like, what's the point? I'm going yeah. to bed two hours earlier. Takes me three hours to wake up. I'm better off having a shitty night's sleep because at least I'm alert. I'm just tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm do. I'm nicer to people. I'm like I do better that way than going to bed two hours earlier, waking up and feeling like crap for three hours. Hundred percent. So, so, yeah. so uh, I'm. We're gonna get to the wrap up here. I actually want to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, so we do this thing called tag in. That's what Oleg actually did with you. So okay. what we Read do is, tag we, yeah. So we um we ask someone in your life that's either been a positive influence that you look up to. Um, maybe someone that you have a cool story about, um, and then we give them the opportunity to come on the show, have their, own uh, have their own platform, talk about what you know, like this, like anything they want to. Is yeah. there anyone that comes to mind immediately that you would like to tag in? And yeah. It's also okay if you need time to think on it. No, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that I've looked up to in my life. Yeah. And, uh, just as like an anecdote, though, I, I mean, there's, I don't want to be like anybody else. So like I'm very skeptical when I say I want to be like that person. Yep. My belief and it's it's a Christian based belief, but you know there's a lot of disappointment in putting your faith and and your your idol in saints. Yep. Yeah, there's some people want a bigger house, a faster car, and although it's nice, you know I I would love to drive around a Ferrari. Yeah. Who's to say that five years in it it gets old? It's like when yeah. you're a little kid, you get a brand new toy at Christmas. You play with it for a little while and then you kind of throw it away yeah, anyway. So I you don't have it anymore. So like I don't put my faith in people either. Yep. Because people are going to disappoint. And so like I'm not trying to be like you. I'm trying to just yeah. be a better version of myself. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, not to say I don't have people that I look up to that have taught me some good valuable lessons. Uh, and one that comes to mind, his name is Marty Warder. Uh, Marty Warder. He's, he's, he's like an uncle to me. Um, ever since you know, I was in middle school, he was kind of drilling some very good valuable lessons into me uh especially business wise i mean he, yeah. he likes to crack the whip he's uh, yeah. a very like you know i'm going to tell you this once and then i want you to take it and run with it i don't want to have to keep telling you right what to do and he's always upset like you know about his product he yep. does he sells produce um, okay and if you know weekend you don't know what you're talking about he, he'll, he'll grill you <laughs> so right. you gotta understand yeah. you know so anyhow he was very influential um, and then there's another man, Laszlo. Uh, he's actually from Hungary. Okay. He, okay. He came to the U.S. about 30 years ago. Uh, he's in his 50s, and he's uh, he's taught me a lot with working with my hands and mm. how to deliver a professional job. Uh, his quote was, "It takes a long time to do a good job. It takes a longer time to do a shitty job. Because when you're doing a shitty job, you're going bad." Yep. Yeah. And so I mean, yeah, those two guys. And then you're not getting good jobs anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. People are like, exactly. they got to be out here five times to do this, and it still doesn't look the way it should. You yeah. know, that's very important. I think, especially in your industry, that's extremely yeah. good advice. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, two guys that I love dearly. Yeah. Lazo and Marty. Lazo and Marty. Well, you're okay, gonna perfect. have to uh, connect Gerald and Gavin so we get him on the podcast, give him that Absolutely. platform, and uh, 
let them share some of their wisdom story and yeah. you know solid advice uh, i know lazo keep you entertained oh yeah yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a name like lazo like, yeah, yeah i don't know if you can be named lazo and not be entertaining oh, right so, yeah. i always think i was like this guy's gonna be yeah. Yeah. no he's he's hilarious like that sometimes i'll just call him up just I'm having a shitty yeah. day yeah like yeah. make me laugh so. yeah and that's good man it's good to have a support yeah. system you know whether they're younger or older or mm. from a different background yeah. i think it's good to be able to kind of have that person you look up to and be like yeah yeah. I'm having a shitty day. I'm tired. Like this is going on, and they're like, "Yeah, well, okay." Well, then they start giving you good advice. Like, yeah. You feel better. Yeah. You might not have a lot more energy after, but you're like, "All right, cool." Like you yeah. feel better after yeah. that call. Yeah. He's he, he'll preach to you. It's like one thing at a time. If you yeah. can't get to it, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly. Well, exactly. even though you already bought two boxes, yeah. we always give our guests a couple samples. So let's at least replenish the two packs well, you put in your coffee yeah, this thank morning. You very much, guys. So you're uh, you're neutral in the packets. You're not in the negative column. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, I'm going to let Joe close us out. Gavin, cool. first off, it's been a pleasure, man, yeah, um, hearing you. your story, talking to you outside and on the podcast, man. I'm, I'm really uh, pr- praying for you and looking forward to what you do at your company in the future and then how you grow those around you. So we'll be uh, have to keep in touch with you and see how things go. Absolutely. And in the future, we'll probably all need housework. So we got you. Yeah, absolutely. You'll have future business with us. <laughs> Guy, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No yep. problem. But thanks everyone for watching. This has been the H Podcast. We had Gavin Lovejoy on today. Um, as always, fuck Joe. It's been <laughs> Gerald here. Shout out to the Cam Voice guys. Thanks for always letting us come in here and do this. Um, and shout out to the Light Cafe. So until next time, fellas. Take care, everybody. Yep. Thanks Bye for watching, everyone.